Coming up on this week's podcast, we're talking about Volcano Bay's grand opening, a celebration of Harry Potter 2017, Comcast, uh, and their earnings. Uh, gosh, The Tonight Shop, and then finally wrapping up all of that fun and excitement with our review on Trek 4D. All that's coming up live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. This is the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Yeah, I messed that one up a little bit. Oh, what? We're rolling? This is episode 114 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Please visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside by Mr. Rhino Clavin in a pizza shirt. Pizza. Also in the, uh, I believe, the right third of his framing there. And then also <coughs> Oliver Green, back Hello, on the controls. Social producer, welcome. Hey, guys, thanks for being here for today's episode. This is going to be a good one. You're Lots welcome. of fun stuff to talk about. Yes, no, thank you. I really <laughs> do appreciate it. We have a lot to go over. Uh, each week, you know, we're getting up to like Monday, planning out what we're going to discuss on this week's episode and uh, each week's episode, and we don't have anything really to say. And then it just blows up right before we get started. And uh, I'm very excited for this one. A lot of big news. So why don't we stop wasting time with it and just jump right into it? Sounds Any, good to okay. me, Craig. Make good. a splash, Craig. <laughs> make a splash? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you where a lot of people will be able to make a splash come May 25th. Any guesses? Any guesses? The, your community pool. In, <laughs> Craig's, um, Craig's annual pool party. <laughs> no, I do not. I do not have a pool. That was uh, that was one thing that I always said I never wanted when I wanted a house because I would rather go starting May twenty fifth, twenty seventeen. Of course, to Volcano Bay, mm-hmm. Universal's third theme park, as the world is debating it right now. Um, I know we even had this debate a little bit earlier. Is it a theme park? Is it a water park? Should Disney start calling their water parks theme parks? What happens? Honestly, I guess as long as it does, if it's a park that has a theme, it is a theme park. See, I'm going to put it out there. I, I think they're playing a very dangerous game here. And I'm not. when I say this, I'm not talking about us, and I'm not talking about the people that watch this show because they're obviously you know theme park goers. A lot of the people that visit like this state to go to the attractions... They, they're on vacation and they turn off a little bit. And if all the marketing they hear is theme park, theme park, theme park, how many people do you think are going to rock up in a pair of shorts and a shirt and absolutely no bathing suits? Seven. See? And that's, do you know what that is? That's seven too many because <laughs> nobody does that for Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon. Just putting it out there. So I'm looking forward to it, but I think it was very stupid of them to call it a third gate. They should have just gone straight in there and uh, said it was a water park, which, you know, it is. I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be good, but... Well, we still don't know what the we, we we yeah I don't know when they were marketing it. Remember, they made this big deal about it being this new cutting edge thing. It's not open yet. It is using technology that hasn't really been used in a water park before. But it's still a water but, park. But you have to have a bathing suit to go to this park. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, you don't have to, but you'll be weird if you're just walking <laughs> no, around in jeans. No, 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 Rhino. 
you have to. <laughs> I don't know. I, okay, I just... We will we will get more. I mean, well, really, we already covered the announcement. It's opening May 25th. Um, that's basically all we were told. Uh, you know, we got invited to a press event that will be happening uh, May 22nd through the 25th. So we will be uh, we'll be covering it completely uh, from head to toe. Everything that we're allowed to talk about. Um, and and we've talked a lot about Volcano Bay in, Bay in the past, like the. Uh, the four lands and 18 attractions that will make it all up in the Tapu Tapu wearables uh, that will use virtual line experience and the how awesome the Krakatoa Aqua Coaster is going to be using that uh, that limb technology to actually propel your raft that you're riding on up the hills. Like it's it's all going to be very cool. Um, do you have something to say? say no, I didn't want to derail you. I was going to say this is the first time they've used um, the linear induction motors on a water slide, right? Yeah, yeah. Just that's sure. what I said about yeah. technology. Techno- technology. <laughs> you sound like a terrible ripoff of Russell Brand. <laughs> no, that's, that's what I thought too. So there you go. Peace. <laughs> um, yeah. So. I almost said a bad word Sarah Sarah just pointed out in chat here and this is kind of what I'm actually I was thinking while you guys were kind of going back and forth who's going to show up like ready for the water park all that if they think it's a theme park well it's going to make a killing when they have as soon as you walk into the park they are going to be selling swimwear towels this that and the other and you know what? It's cheap on Universal's part, but um, it's kind of the same way at Cabana Bay. How they have this awesome lazy river, but because they don't have the they don't have the technology there on site to clean the rafts, they um, they just make you buy your own, and that's that's how they get around that. Um, interesting now to see how they'll handle it, considering there will be a lot of rafts being used just right across the way that I'm sure we'll have to have this cleaning technology involved. Um, finally that they didn't have so i don't know if that'll change all that but um it, it surely because of the terminology on surely. this oh okie dokie <laughs> airplane um <laughs> surely because of the technology uh or gosh now you derailed <laughs> sorry, me sorry. um and you know they they will be able to stand to make a lot of money based on how it's all going to be but i am still in I'm still in the ballpark here, and I'm going to defend Universal a little bit on this one. Um, and I look at there's two differences between a theme park and an amusement park. An amusement park and theme park may have all of the same attractions, but the difference between the two is that an amusement park has no overlying theme to to be in together. the whole park. So that's why people say stuff like, you know, Six Flags is awful and you know there's a lot of complaints even going out to california uh knott's berry farm well they are a theme park it's it is about as loose as you can play with a theme park ghost town Um, it's 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 and you know that's that's it they try to tie these loose themes together but they're not they're not as solid as disney and universal is that's why they're amusement parks and with that as long as um, as long as Volcano Bay does hold that one theme altogether throughout, it will be a theme park, regardless of the fact that it is a water park. There's nothing that says that it has to be only water attraction. It has it can't be water attractions. It has to only be roller coasters and stuff like that. There's nothing that says what has to be in a theme park. Yeah, this will be it's different just, from like water coasters. It has a Massachusetts theme. or whatever, um, or not Massachusetts, Connecticut. Um, I do have a question, though. Yes, sir. Um, 
Do we know yet how the annual pass situation will work? Like you and I have, or all of us have, mm-hmm. the the higher tier annual pass. Is it? Are we going to be able when May rolls around to just be able to go? Or? We still have no information on that. Um, mm. That right now, the only thing we know, you can buy tickets for it, but not like one day tickets because, of course, Universal's one day tickets are on a tiered price system based on the uh, season and. Uh, what expected crowds are. So right now they're not currently available to purchase, but if you get it part of a, you know, a two day or more ticket package, those are already available to buy now. We could start buying those back in November. Annual passes, we just still don't have answers on. Hopefully that will come soon though. Water countries in New Hampshire. Um, well, yeah, yeah I, I would go because when is your pass and my pass are up at like the same time. And I think that's close to that. Yeah. July. So we'll get a little, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking that at first premier passes and stuff won't have them, or maybe they will right away. But then a new tier of annual pass might come out where you can add on water parks. Like how with Disney it. does it, exactly. Like, okay, but yeah, um, we we still need to get all those details. But we we do have the opening date. I am I'm going with Universal. I'm saying it's a theme park, and with that, I am also saying to Disney that they need to they need to officially change their stance and say that they have six theme parks. And go with it because technically Blizzard Beach is all under a theme. It, Shows in it ended Lagoon, up snow- yeah. so is Typhoon Lagoon. They both have they have themes and stories to them. That's that's Disney. Disney puts a story behind everything, even if it is not a very good story, even if it's the loosest story possible. They put a story behind it. So that is <laughs> that is what I, I say about that. that. That is where the cookie crumbles and dog on it. What? I just thought of the name of Oliver's autobiography. I'll tell you later. <laughs> cookie Crumbles? No. Yeah, yeah, okay. Cookie was, Crumbles. Yeah. <laughs> there was before that part. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. I'll listen back. I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so um, look forward to that coverage, May 25th. I don't, I don't know who I'll be bringing with me. I don't even know if I'll be going. We don't know anything yet. It's all very exciting. I, I want it to be this like dramatic, like Oliver and Rhino's race to Craig, like the like we have to compete. You set us through a series of challenges to be the plus one. I personally, and then in the end, it's Corey. I personally think at the end of the day, it's going to be whoever feels the most comfortable walking around shirtless for a day. <laughs> Not me. Oh, now, got those gonna, full body tattoos. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was going to just put it out there as as a previous Alice trained lifeguard. I thought oh. I'd be on top of the list. That Both Corey and You could be a lifeguard, <laughs> but I'll still drown you I, <laughs> hey, in this I, competition. I wish, oh, okay. I was going to say something terrible. Yeah. <laughs> did, did he just spank himself? <laughs> I think it picked up on the mic. But, okay. Congratulations. I slapped the side of my leg. It wasn't like... A- when Oliver threatens you, he slaps himself. So Dude's spanking himself. So, okay, let's but move it's on. it's exciting either way. I'm looking forward to it. It is exciting. And uh, one thing I know it's going to have a big effect on is how much Universal makes next year. Uh, and that is a perfect segue into going how much they made last quarter as well as last year. Because Comcast just had their earnings call today and put out their earnings report. It's exciting. Um, Things seem to be going very well for them because uh, <laughs> there you go. 
their their fourth quarter revenue um, for theme parks. I'm I'm not going to talk about all Comcast, just Universal Parks and Resorts. Their theme parks revenue alone increased 32.1% to $1.3 billion in the fourth quarter. And operating cash flow increased 41.9% to $640 million. And year-end results are just as impressive, uh, 48.2% rise to $4.9 billion compared to 2015 and operating cash flow increased 49.6% to $2.2 billion. And we can look at uh, the success of stuff like the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Hollywood having record attendance. Uh, we don't really call, cover Hollywood that much unless we know we're going on a trip out there. Um, but yeah, over over the whole New Year period, that peak period through the year, they actually even hit capacity at the park. Just so many people wanted to get in and see it. And then, uh, of course, uh, stuff here like Skull Island, Reign of Kong, the Incredible Hulk uh, roller coaster also helped things out. And next year, you know, we're looking at more more happening with Race Through New York starring Jimmy Fallon, Volcano Bay, uh, the new towers at Cabana Bay, just a lot that it's going to drive revenue. And uh, apparently uh, pretty much the capacity at all our resorts too were like 90% throughout the year. So that's that's an amazing number. Uh, Makes it very hard to get a hotel room here. But um, it is clear that Comcast and Universal have no problem with money right now as if anyone actually thought that but uh, it's it's kind of surprising for a little bit actually because one one thing we we've talked about here and there on this show before is the success of skull island reign of kong and you know at, at first we weren't really clear on whether or not it was a big hit you know the crowds were there for the first couple months uh like you would expect any brand new attraction and then the strangest thing has been happening like the past two weeks uh, that we've been going to Universal very often is that we're, we're walking around the park. Everything has a 10 to 20 minute wait, except for Skull Island, which has anywhere between a 90 to 120 minute wait. I can't figure out what's going on with that. I think it just appeals to an awful lot of people. It's it's a thrill attraction to an extent that you can take everyone on, you know, so it's. I don't know. It just covers an awful lot of demographics. The you know the kind of people that are going to want to get on that attraction. So, I I like it an awful lot. I really do. It's I can see it. I can see why it's so popular. And not to mention as well. And I, I bashed on about this before. I'm going to do it again. The um, the queue. I know that the the lines you know exceed like Craig said ninety yeah. minutes plus. The queue is something to be enjoyed on this attraction. As soon as you make it inside, you, you're set. Like, you're going to be entertained for the next 40 minutes. Yep. Chigarette raises a, an interesting thing, because she's saying maybe it's because of the new movie, the promotion that's being pushed toward the new Very movie. True. But it I is. am curious to see, though, as well, when that movie does actually get released, if that's going to have an effect. I think on it will. I'm, yeah. I'm starting to see more and more promotion. Uh, there's uh, little pop-ups and stuff starting to come up at movie theaters all promoting the movie. So I think, I think we are just seeing the start of... Um, of the separate movie that has nothing to do with the universal attraction, uh, just, you know, juggernauting it into a, uh, even more of a success as a ride. So, uh, I think the best thing to say in this case is congratulations, Comcast. Um, we will keep buying annual passes and giving you money as much as we can. Take my money, take it, take it and do with it what you will. So give let's it to the peanut butter diamond. Yeah. yeah more peanut butter diamonds. 
No, that's your name. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Give the money to Peanut Butter Diamond. I forgot that I was my uh, yeah. that was my stripper name, Peanut Sorry. Butter Diamond. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Completely forgot there. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about something that opened up this past week, which was slightly exciting. I believe it was on Saturday. Was the or was it no, Friday? It was Friday. Friday. Yes. yes. Friday. So just last week after we recorded our last show. Um, the first signs of Jimmy Fallon started to pop up in there at uh, Universal with the grand opening of The Tonight Shop. Such see, a clever name. Yeah, I see what they did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I didn't do it. That's the name of the shop. It's on a big moon right outside the shop. So, uh, yeah, the, the Tonight Shop is where you clearly, um, if you ever go inside the shop, right now there's this black curtained area still on the interior that uh, is just visibly blocking off the uh, stairway that you'll come down after you are finished with the attraction. And maybe it's not even after you're finished with the attraction, but there is like this little, um, this little like stop symbol up above that makes me think that they're not allowing anyone up. But we do know that on the second floor of this whole building area, um, we Oliver and I noticed it recently, sorry, uh, that there's this like kind of outdoor patio section that we saw workers on. Oh, really? And you got a little bit more information about that, didn't you? I did, yeah. Not too much. I asked uh, when I visited the store, which is very nice. We'll get into that in a minute. I was asking one of the Universal team members um, about the, the space upstairs and whether they knew anything. Um, and I did point out that I've seen people walking on that like barrier side thing there. Um, and she did confirm to me that it is... That it's it's a space. I asked if it was going to be like a bar or whether they're going to do anything Ooh. with it. She, I'm just I'm putting that out there. She never said that to me. I'm speculating, but she did confirm that it was a space. Well, he, she didn't know what was going to happen. You raise a good idea so, with the bar, the the bar thought because if the whole idea is that you're not really waiting in line for stuff, and you know they have yeah. all these things that you can do, one thing would be like a lounge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, it's a good idea. Any anything I. All I keep thinking of is the fact that that has a beautiful side view of the stage. Um, uh, so, like, I, I doubt they would ever let anyone up there unless it was a bar or restaurant type area where you could sit up there and just, like, watch concerts from. VIP but that is where area. I would want, if there was a bar there and I could just set up a bar stool right at the edge and watch Mardi Gras concerts or whatever happened on that main stage, I, I would sit through that terrible country music that Rhino Clavin hates. Just to just to have a good. He spot. sure does. Hey, question. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> it was just the way you said that. It was. He we're sure like, does. I think we were watching Anchorman or something right before this started. Just quips going into each other. <laughs> Whatever you say, Tim. Um, I am curious about the merchandise. Yeah, well, that's that's what we should talk about since it is a merch shop. Um, Hashtag the panda stuff. Yes, there is hashtag the panda stuff. You there know I is care about the panda stuff. plenty of uh, the Tonight Show uh, starring Jimmy Fallon merchandise or Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. I forget the official phrasing for it. Um, there's there, there's just a lot in. There's some New York generalized merchandise. There's a couple like kids shirt that actually like have graphics of the ride vehicle. Um, People in the chat room are saying I should get it. a. Hashtag the panda costume, and then someone saying there is well, a hashtag the panda costume. There okay. was a hashtag the oh, panda costume. No. I'm not sure whether someone purchased it or whether it disappeared, but the space that it used to sit on, and there was only one there when I seen it, 
Um, it's now been filled in with shelves. How much was it? So if if I, if my memory serves me correct, it was either just under or just over a hundred dollars. I can't remember which That's side it? it fell on. So was it a, cr- yeah, it was a, was it a terrible panda costume? It, no, it was like a good old like full size panda costume. I was impressed. Oh, was, we should have got it. It's, Someone else bought it. I mean, maybe they had a lot, I and a lot of people it. bought it. I'm, I'm sure it will make its way back. Uh, you know, right now, this is a good period for this shop to be open. They're going to be able to test the waters, see what merchandise is actually selling for it. Because, like, um, you know, I for some people, I guess, that have never made it to New York but love Jimmy Fallon, they might want a Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon shirt uh, like that. Whereas that's not for me. What I loved in this store, and I will say, like, I had to stop myself 100% uh, from going crazy with it. They had all this old, uh, like, retro NBC logos. I saw the, and merchandise uh, like the, out there. the logo pillow and stuff like that. No, not not even that. Like, they went, they have this one, like, uh, what what does Disney call it? Uh, uh, toothpick holders? Yeah. Was, a, shot, yeah. a shot glass set that has, like, all these NBC logos through the decades. So, like, oh, the first cool. one starts off when it was, like, still the radio, and then it goes into the peacock feathers and just the different styles of it. And they have it on hats. They have it on coffee mugs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, like, it's very cool to me. That's what's appealing in it. Uh, there was a bunch of shirts that are from, uh, I guess, some of Jimmy's skits on the shows where he's, they like, the girl. he's ah. wearing tight pants and white pants and i don't understand any of this they do sell the tight white pants as well which i'm assuming is a thing because you can buy the you can buy the tight white pants there yeah so if you look at these t-shirts if you're watching the show right now we'll explain for the audio people there's t-shirts that say i've got my tight pants i got my tight pants on which i'm assuming is from a skit of some sort so (laughs) they sell the t-shirt and the pants do they have anything that goes with that 16 year old girl he ever is ow no, but they have a giant. Ow. I think they had a giant picture of they them do. in there. It's the sixteen-year-old girl, right? As soon as you're walking in, yeah. one of the outside doors. Very hard wow. to get a good photo of it because it's, it is as soon as you walk in. But yeah. there's a photo. There's kind of these like photos. You've seen it in some of the pictures if you've been watching the show so far. Uh, we'll have a video in a full yeah. gallery gallery to go up later with all this. Um, but yeah, it's it's adorned with like the roots up and around. There's definitely photos of Jimmy Fallon in there. There's one of who's his Gelman, Steve, whatever his name is. The real question here is can you buy Jimmy Fallon's hit movie with Drew Barrymore? No. Oh. No. It is it is relegated to NBC Tonight Show and just basically that uh yeah. merchandise. Uh so they have the, they have the thank you cards. Um, that you're able to purchase, and uh, I might need the shirt that has the weird yeah. tattoos. Um, tattoos, plenty of plenty of pins and keychains, jewelries. Is and that a cookbook on the top shelf, or is that the no? Those tattoos. are the tattoos. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, no, there's there's a lot. I'm actually very impressed with this shop. Um, uh, it's it's very very. It looks like the most, other than like obviously Harry Potter area that has a ton of merchandise, but it looks like to me from those photos and what I've seen, one of the more well-equipped uh, attraction merchandise areas in both of the parks. Yeah, I will say two things. It is not as large as I thought it was going to be on the inside of that gift shop. It is very tight. Um, it looks spacious. It's just, it's not. Um, but it's it's a great space. There's Great stuff in there for anyone who's a fan of Jimmy Fallon and his whole thing. Again, I'm all about that retro stuff. If I needed more crap in my house, 
I would probably start buying this crap, and eventually I might buy some of this crap. Mm-hmm. Right now, I just don't need it. Um, for your crap house. But, for my crap house. <laughs> but I, it, it does give a little bit of extra promise to this whole area that I know none of us have gotten really super excited about. Um, I'm, the anticipation is starting to build. It's the, they're finishing up stuff like the, the exterior sign. Um, it's it's almost getting there. They're, they're really coming through with it. Uh, I, I'm just, I am getting a a little bit of anticipation for it, and uh, you know we've What's been our opening date again. I'm sorry, April fourth. April fourth. So, That's what I thought. Yeah, we will. Uh, it's you know we've been going over Oliver and I have been going over and kind of testing, starting with that Shrek uh, wait time return testing, and then doing it a couple times at Despicable Me now, and uh, I, I feel like they are really starting to figure out how to work this whole return time system. Uh, they're getting a very good idea with it. The latest update is yesterday we were at Despicable Me, and they last time we went to do it, they were doing only return time tickets and express. And that's that's the two options you had. Yesterday when we went, they were doing return time tickets, they were doing a standby line, and then they were doing express as its own line. Hmm. So basically every little bit, they w- they would take return time ticket people all the time, as they had their, they moved into their time slot. But standby people, they just kind of had standing off to the side. And as they deemed warranted, they would start kind of uh, pulsing them into the the return time ticket line and kind of building it up in that way. So uh, I think that that didn't work out too bad. I mean, we didn't wait in the standby line. We did return time ticket again. And it was 15 minutes on the dot that it took us. Uh, that we had to wait in total. I know you went in the weekend. You didn't have to wait anything. Nothing, not at all. I went over the weekend. Um, at, at that time, they were doing just the return time tickets, and we got straight on. We just walked straight into the pre-show room, um, and we got straight into the attraction itself. With the um, return time tickets set up that they had going on when we visited the other day, Craig, when they open up the standby yeah. queue as well, although it felt fine for us, you seen as well as I did that that wait time for standby at that moment in time was forty minutes, which again yeah. is a lot less than that attraction normally pulls in. So you know yeah. it is impacting the standby time in a positive way as well, which is a good thing. But that line was incredibly short. We could see the, both the beginning and the end of the standby line. Yeah, if you're just, you're literally standing in one spot for forty minutes essentially, it must be so frustrating to just stand there and watch this yeah. this constant stream of people go through. So my hope, and I believe this is what they're going to do with um, Volcano Bay, obviously, and um, uh, race through, through New, New York, York um, is that they actually eliminate the standby line and they actually almost I don't want to say force I'm going to say train all the guests that go to Universal to um, to get this uh, return time ticket because it seemed to work so well that's it's, what I mean that's um, what it should be because ideally it is basically like the same function you go up you get a thing and that's just like you've entered the line and yeah. now however many people have yeah. gone up before you that's the weight you have yeah we did we got a little bit of inside detail about how <clears throat> race through new york starring jimmy fallon was built and i can't share any of it because i promised the person who said it that we wouldn't share anything but i will say that you know this even though this all started popping up, I guess I think it was November when they first started testing it at Shrek. It might have been even earlier when they originally tested it at Pteranodon Flyers and put it in. Um, but they've 
they've had this idea for a long time. So when it finally opens up first with Jimmy Fallon, since we know that's beating Volcano Bay, they have thought about every single scenario on how to use this uh, this system and how to balance it out. So if it doesn't work, they will be able to make changes and adjustments. So it's going to be smooth. Um, and, you know, I'm still not hugely excited, but... I'm excited for it as in, like, it's a new attraction. Exactly. Yeah. That's the perfect way to say it. And I think we should just segue into the last thing. Speaking of new things that are coming up this weekend, mm-hmm. not new things necessarily, new people. Since our we thought the Oliver last show, will be leaving us. Oliver will be leaving. Um, <laughs> Someone said that the other day. Joe joke around. They were like, I've got a feeling Oliver's going to leave us. No, I'm not going anywhere. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry to disappoint. <laughs> News to us. Um, we have a little bit more information on the a celebration of Harry Potter that will be starting oh, tomorrow. Yeah? yeah, so we thought we were done last week after that Jason Isaacs announcement. Uh, we thought that was the last celebrity. But then the father becomes the son. Exactly. And we wake up and like, oh, crap. They announced that Tom Felton's going to be there now, too. So that's happening. For people who don't know who Tom Felton is out there, that, of course, is Draco You're Malfoy. terrible people. You're terrible people first. Um, but for people who do know, it's Draco Malfoy, the uh, little blonde, annoying runt that runs around always hating on Harry Potter. <laughs> kind of annoying. Potter. Oh, yes. Potter. Potter. Then Harry Dunup sliced that kid right up in the bathroom one. Show it off for your muggle admirers, aren't you, Potter? (laughs) Show it off for your muggle Gave him a sectum sempra right in that kid's bathroom. Yeah, he did. Um, Yeah, so So he will... bringing birds into the school. (laughs) He'll be be attending a celebration of Harry Potter and taking place in, uh, I'm sure, the opening ceremony, the the tribute ceremony that's happening. Do you think he'll talk about the Flash at all? No, I don't think so. Uh, It's... Because that's what... Um, Planet of the Apes, maybe? No, they won't talk about any of that. So Because you have to realize, when um, when Diagon Alley opened, it was already announced at that point that Donald Gleason was going to have a part in Star Wars. And it was already announced that um, uh, oh. Robbie Coltrane... Or no, not... Uh, maybe it was Robbie Coltrane. Someone was... It was either Robbie Coltrane or then later it was Michael Gambon. Sorry, Michael Gambon also the casual was, vacancy. He was in yeah. a casual vacancy, and so they were asking questions about that. And they are told like, "No, you have to stay on on Potter topic the entire time. Oh. You aren't allowed to leave that." So no, they won't be talking about other stuff. But I think he's another a huge get. Uh, it's not his first time being here, but uh, still appreciated. He actually he seems like he doesn't want to be there, but not as badly as Matthew Lewis. He just seems like he absolutely doesn't want to be there. Who Tom? Matthew Lewis? He but hates girl, going to this stuff. Yeah, but his, he's got it because he gets the free ride to see his fiance. Yes. He but he hates being there at this point. He doesn't want to hear the same questions anymore. I'm sorry, you went to the panels with him and stuff. He oh, just no. yeah, doesn't. He's give lazy. A crap he's got anymore. that porn star mustache. Yeah, and he it's just very, like he doesn't <laughs> care. Well, he he did shave that. Whereas like Ivana Lynch, it's sad that she's not coming back. I she know, she uh, loves it. She put on Twitter she couldn't get a visa for it to come back and work to be a part of it. So. Um, I want to know what she's done because they hand out visas thanks, for Trump. stuff like that, like no tomorrow. Yeah, unless I don't, you've got some criminal background. I I don't know. I just saw it. Someone else was it retweeted too late the of answer. Notice or something? I think it was too late of notice to oh, get okay. a work visa okay. to come here and be a part of it. So um, that's why she's not going to show up. But like she should have been their number one. I, 
I pull. feel like Tom Felton is he brings that same even though he doesn't exude it as much as Vivana, he still cares about this stuff as much as she did, as much as like the twins do when when they show up to the stuff, which is surprising why they're not coming back to. But um if you're not excited about the celebrities, we also got our first look at some of the merch. Uh the most excited I thing know. for me. I know you're you're most excited about the exclusive wand. I think I you am, mentioned that. Except for there's no photo. There is so it it makes me I'm excited, but weary. Yeah. Um, and also, you can only pre-order it at the event, so it's not something you're going to be able to get and walk away with. No, but but it's your only chance, basically, to get that. And and Universal, all the wands they sell are beautiful. So and they're they're the original ones and the ones for the movies and all that. So I'm just curious, like, do they sell Newt's Commanders yet? I haven't seen. I have seen those in other stores. Um, I think I saw it in. What's that? What's that one store that's like box lunch or something? Where? It's in uh, Florida Mall. Are you talking about the Think Geek store? No, it's called Box Lunch. It's like the whole mission behind the store is if you spend like thirty dollars, they will donate one box lunch. Oh, that's to nice. like a charity. Um, it, it's something like that. I'll look it up when I'm not talking for once. Um, you guys have talked a lot. I didn't want that to sound passive aggressive. It wasn't. Um, I did. But <laughs> but it wasn't meant that way. No, 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 um, no. It's fine. It's fine. But uh, no, no, no. no, so I, I've seen I've seen their wands there. They have had uh, they've had people from that movie in uh, those. I'm most excited. I used to collect them. I don't have them all because it's well, it's a lot of money. There's a lot of wands. Um, I was just gonna say no, not not the wands. Oh. I'm most excited for the Gilderoy Lockhart. Uh, exclusive uh, chocolate been, frog card. I've been asked by my friend, uh, by Nicole, to yeah. retrieve one for her, and I was like, I didn't know she collected all those. I know she gets a chocolate frog every time she goes, but yeah, they're going to be like specially labeled when you go to, so you know it's yeah. them. And they they said like you're guaranteed to get that one, and then eventually that'll just go into the mix. Of exactly. Random. So for people, the store is called Box Lunch, and it's a chain. It's called Get Some, Give Back. Nice. No. Oh. Box I'll have lunch. to check it out. It's right next to uh, Cake Boss's store. Oh, oh yeah, where you get the fondant? Right next to Cake Boss and right across the way from Fat Ones. Oh, we. I want to go there. We need. That's a Patreon <laughs> vlog right there. We go get hot dogs at Joey Fatone's hot dog Fat One. Place. <laughs> Every time I go there, I'm like, I, I expect Joey Fatone to be there, just slinging dogs. <laughs> just come up to the counter. Is Joey here? Joey. Well, say bye, bye, bye to my business if he's not. <laughs> terrible so um yeah the the gilderoy lockhart uh chocolate frog will be the same price as all the other chocolate frogs if you don't get it uh while it's still in that two-week period when it's marked differently it'll be like the albus dumbledore door card that just went into normal rotation um when that first came out that was out i think for about a month before that went away and so you know if, if you had all the uh the the um the four founders of hogwarts and you've had those and you're looking for something different then this is a, a new one to go after um they're also going to have plenty of t-shirts pins merchandise all related to the event i'm not a huge fan of the logo this year um it's very colorful compared I, to like yeah like like very bright and not and not to say that harry potter isn't bright but uh i don't i don't know the, the exact word i want to ostentatious i don't it's not, it's very Gaudy? Is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Yeah. It, it doesn't just, look it, like it normally does. That's the thing. It's it normally does. fits into that. Who are the people that do the logo and designs that usually show up and 
They do a. Are you talking about Mina Lima? Yeah, Mina Lima. Yeah. They're usually like in tune with that. But I, will, very... I will say that Mina Lima is doing like a poster for this event, like they've done for the rest, and they will have some exclusive artwork available. And that is still all very in tune with what they've done in the past. It's just this the event merchandise feels like typical universal merchandise, which to me is just not great. It's universal merchandise on a whole to me is the equivalent of going to Walt Disney world and picking up something that says the year on it. It's just, it looks a little bit cheap. There are, you yeah. know, in the wizarding world of Harry Potter, you can get some really great stuff in Simpsons. You can get some really great stuff. Um, but a- as a whole, there's, there's a lot of myths more than hit. Um, which reminds me that we, we haven't done a merchandise segment in a while, so we might have to even revisit that soon. I'm surprised you didn't yes. do, you mean like a video? Well, we did, uh, we did like our best merchandise shops, our favorite ones at one point in time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to revisit great. that in the future. Um, but yeah, that's Harry Potter celebration this weekend. A celebration of Harry Potter, sorry. Uh, it starts tomorrow night, uh, and we will be bringing coverage from it a little bit here and there all weekend. Uh, mostly Rhino and I, because again, Oliver is British and hates Harry Potter. So that's going to do it for all that stuff. Let's finish up the rest of the show with the reason for the season. And that is Shrek 4D. We needed like a, uh, even better than that. We needed like a, an echo on that. 4D. Like it's. Okay. So, you know, on this show over the past little bit. Oh, goodness gracious. Thank goodness we Where didn't get the 360, 360 camera right there. <laughs> for what I just um, did. Uh. You know, we've had uh, <laughs> we've had a whole bunch of fun on segments throughout uh, the past couple of years here talking about uh, our our unofficial uh, Diz Universal Hall of Fame and going over the attractions that are at Universal and voting on whether or not we would put them in the Hall of Fame and having everyone vote. And, uh, you know, we, we still, we have a long way to go with that. We have a lot of attractions, uh, ones that ones that aren't open anymore, ones that are still open that we need to cover. And, uh, you know, we, we decided to do this one after testing out the return time tickets at Shrek. Like, well, we haven't done this one yet. We need we need to get on it. And oh my gosh. This is Craig's <laughs> favorite attraction. I will say before we did it the other day, Craig, the when we went on the attraction, um the time I'd done Shrek previously was I'd say about two to three years prior to that. And this thing has not stood the test of time. I'm sure we'll get into it in great detail, but she ages like a leather handbag. It was not good. <laughs> is, is she being Fiona? <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I meant the right. You're in judging general. the animated character. Like, <laughs> oh, she's not looking good. Shrek is going to divorce her. She gave up. <sighs> they ride in an onion. This stuff was terrible. <laughs> so, wow, I don't know where that even came from. It was awful. So uh, Shrek 4D is a very, very interesting attraction. Um, it is a 4D film. Uh, so, you know, when when you hear that classic complaint about Universal, screens, 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 screens. Well, you don't have to worry about this one because it's not a screen. It's shown in Ogre Vision. Ooh. On a big giant screen in a big giant building, uh, that is. It's like a movie theater. Or something. So, uh, uh, it, it, baffling to me, Shrek 4D is actually shown at 
multiple parks. Um, of course, it is here in Florida, which is why we covered it. It's also in Universal Studios Hollywood, Hollywood. which I was shocked um, as they were getting ready for the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. You know, people were kind of wondering what was going to happen to Shrek there. And Don't they worry. saw all these walls go up and started really getting concerned. Like, oh, Shrek, not concerned, but like, oh, my gosh, is Shrek going to go? And then it turns out no, they're just like trying to ultra theme the area to oh, yeah. forests and it looks beautiful oh it's super um, shaded now and it's like <laughs> oh great you get the excitement builds for but yeah it's not, it's still shrek yeah. um it's terrible and it's also in japan and singapore and <laughs> funny enough this was even shown outside of universal parks at one time um Hey, listen, I'm trying I'm to talk too fast. I'm not laughing at you. I'm sorry. <laughs> this was shown at Movie Park Germany from May 2008 to July 2011. And it was also shown at the Warner Brothers Movie World in Australia from 2005 till 2010. And then for anyone else who feels like they have never seen this, well, you might have seen it as a bonus feature that was re uh, released on DVD when the original Shrek film came out, uh, you could watch this whole movie as a bonus feature. And um, that's what I did right before this episode to really uh, beef up on my Shrekness. Um, so, yeah, that that's a little bit of the history for it. It first oh, opened... On the Shrek 1 DVD or the Shrek 2 The Shrek DVD? 1 DVD. Um, and here's the deal. It opened up in 2003... Um, June of 2003. It actually debuted in Hollywood a month earlier, and then it came into uh, Florida years, and Japan. Geez. Hey, and it feels like every single day of 14 years. Um, and basically, for people out there who are unfamiliar with it, we're going to get into spoiler territory here. We have to. It is just that bad and that stupid <laughs> that we have to. Um, I don't think we're going to spoil anything. Just going <laughs> hey, to. It's, it's got the original cast recorded. Yes, it does. It's that. now known as Shrek 4D. Originally, it was Shrek 3D when it was released on DVD as the Ghost of Lord, Lord Farquaad. Kind of <laughs> say, yeah, I almost really screwed that one up. That could get bad. <laughs> um, the Ghost of Lord Farquaad, and uh, it brought back the entire uh, cast of the movie that had roles in it. So we're talking Mike Myers as Shrek, uh, um, John Lithgow as Lord Farquaad. John Lithgow's my, my man. This is dangerous. You're playing with fire, Craig. <laughs> I just said cod that time. <laughs> I'm going to have to slow down right before I say Lord Farquaad. Um, I can't look at that right now um you also have <laughs> you have cameron diaz as fiona eddie murphy as donkey um donkey. and then basically the rest of the roles are no name people just known for no puss in boots no yes antonio banderas is not in this oh. yet um but yeah, so it's the cat from in Puss in Boots. He in that one scene, he just goes, "Oh, this uh, this film actually takes place right after the events of Shrek." So Shrek ends. Spoilers again for people out there. Watch the movie if you want to first to know how it ends. But it ends with Ogre Fiona and Shrek uh, getting married, and oh. so this starts as they are on their way to the honeymoon. But it starts for us just a little bit before and i don't believe we have any pictures of it because we are kind of rushed through when we do but i just want to talk about the queue for a quick second um and uh if you 
even if you've never done Shrek, uh, maybe you came for Horror Nights this past year and, or last year and did one of the two houses that were in there. Krampus was here this year, Asylum in Wonderland the year before. But they made use of the Shrek theaters and uh, as well as the Shrek queue. And it is actually really awesome. It's, it's all outdoors. It's not indoors. It is covered. But... Throughout it, there's all these like fake attraction posters and stuff, and um, some of my favorite ones because like they have uh, they they mock classic Disney attraction posters. So like they have uh, a Dumbo style poster, except <laughs> it's you're flying on donkey yeah. uh, instead, and they have like a, a throwback to a Tiki room poster as well too. And it's actually you know for for an outdoor for a outdoor queue that is kind of built before queues were really themed well, I, I think there's enough to entertain you while you're waiting 15 minutes. Because we'll start right off the bat. I don't think you should wait more than five minutes for this thing. Um, if it's a busy day, wait 15. But that's really if there's nothing else to do. And no. what, what was that? No, I just said it's questionable waiting 15 minutes for that. No, it is yeah. good, though. I would argue that the, the waiting in line to see the posters is possibly one of the best parts of the attractions for anyone that is even just a little theme park fan you'll love these because these are every single one is just a um you know a poke at disney like the one one of my favorites is the um instead of great moments with mr lincoln they've got a great moments with lord farquad yeah. so I, that's that's fantastic <laughs> oh it's so. really good stuff um and then there's even a little bit of hope once you move into the main building with the pre-show um so the pre-show Starts off, and uh, Oliver, jump in, because I know you are very familiar on this, too, uh, as we just did this very recently. Mm -hmm. um, and Rhino's done it in the past year, so he knows more about the movie itself. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm saying it. You do. <laughs> the movie 4D or the, the regular movie. movie? Both. Okay. No, the more about the, the attraction film. Okay. And you do know a lot about the movies. Unfortunately, a little too much. I just like Mike Myers. You like your Mike Myers. I like my Mike Myers. You do. Um, but yeah, the pre-show, and I'm sure it all start coming back to you too. Uh, it starts off where you walk in the room, and basically uh, one of the uh, people of the village is standing up there and basically just repeats over and over again everything that will result in you getting flogged. Yes. Um, oh my god! But when it's yeah. when it's like an annoying team member, it's just the worst few minutes of your entire life. There's I, a <laughs> flogging. Oh, I'm gonna put you right in your Well, head. what I will say is, when Craig and I went on recently, the team member that was there, I thought was very good. He sold it very well. I enjoyed what he was doing an awful lot. He sold mm -hmm. it. it. It was a part of the attraction. He really made it. You yes. know, he plussed it, plussed it up. In the us, so. in the first time I ever did Shrek 4D, I actually really enjoyed this part because the team member did sell it. If the team member sells it right there, it is an entertaining bit. And for a first timer, it's ab absolutely entertaining. Um, it's actually a case where your best hope is to get and like we did get an older team member who doesn't. You know, this yeah. is a part time job for them. Just something they did after retiring, and. Uh, you know, that that's the person who's going to sell it the best. Not that if you walk in and see a younger person doing it, they're not going to put just as much into it. But I do believe that they will have a chance of being just as annoying as Rhino just said. Uh, but, you know, everyone's different. That's that is that. But uh, then once all the flogging talk is over, that is where the uh, the story starts to pick up. And um, and you're in the prison. Actually, you're in Lord Farquaad's dungeon. Yep. 
area and I'm listening. Um, use yeah, <laughs> Fifty Shades. I, they need to update it and add some Fifty Shades. So jokes in there. In, inside the dungeon, of course, Pinocchio is hanging in this box of sorts. I don't know the exact torture device name for it. I'm not really not up uh, on that. I'm not up on my torture device. The uh, three little pigs are there as well yes. too, and also locked up in boxes. Yes. And is there one more character that's locked up in a box? There oh, is. Gosh. I can only remember the th- the, the three the pigs. Gumdrop guys uh, on the screen. Pinocchio. The gumdrop is, guys on the screen. There is a screen as well, which does incorporate, like you said, the um, gingerbread. 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 Yeah. So yeah. gumdrop guys. Yeah, ginger. Oh, there is. Oh, you, what you're probably thinking of, Craig, is the magic mirror. Yes, the magic so, mirror. Thank yeah, you. Magic mirror is on the wall, and is the fairest of them all. Yeah, because the magic mirror part's terrible because it starts up with like a long time ago in a galaxy or, uh, yeah, a galaxy far, far away and it's like, well, oh, it's- God. That's Rupert Everett. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, basically uh, Lord Farquaad has started kidnapping all of the fairy tale creatures and he's holding them in the dungeon and uh, yeah, you know, he, he wants to... Um, he wants to capture Fiona, and uh, you know, let's. Sorry. Well, the this is where you kind of get introduced to the fact that it's taking place after the first film yes. as well, because you realise that Lord Farquaad is actually a ghost, um, and obviously you see him in that that spooky form. He did, um, but not only does he want to just capture capture Fiona to make him make her his wife, doesn't he also want to bring her over to the other side too, just oh. to make it a little bit more morbid, if I remember correctly. Oh, he does. Uh, that kind of leads us in. Like, we find out that he's, uh, you know, he is a ghost, he wants to find her, and that's that's the pre-show as a whole. So that leads us into the main theater, and we will take you through a dramatic retelling of Shrek. Uh, it's a 3D movie. We're not allowed to record in here, much like most of the things that are at Universal. Oliver will now be doing all the voices, and he will be doing... <clears throat> You, you, yep. you, you tell the story, and I'll jump in with the voices as Craig does it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we open on a desolate land. We open on a red curtain. <laughs> hey, donkey. Hey. Oh, it doesn't even open with Shrek, does it? It's like, hmm. That was Shrek? Hey, yeah, that was Shrek. Hmm, princess, why are you crying? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then Princess Fiona is like, I am not crying. I am not crying. I am. I'm not doing her voice. Donkey, I am not crying. I am in an onion. And then she's in an onion. So it actually starts out with the Tinkerbell fairy flying through a map, and that's where you find out that they are on their way to their honeymoon. She hits like a windshield or something, doesn't she? Or and she hits, like she that. goes right into the map, and you find out that they're on their way to their honeymoon, but they are lost. Um, that's why they are stopped, because men, when they are in charge, they cannot be good at directions. Uh, I'm the making best, waffles. The best thing we can say about this movie, that is, it is stereotypically correct. So... Um, Oh my gosh! So yes, they're they're in their onion coach. There's a little thing about how she's crying in the onion, and so donkey helps her roll down the windows, the the you know the top, so that way she's not crying anymore. Um, and so while they're stopped here, this is when Thelonious, um, Lord Farquaad's kind of his his sidekick. He's always like, "Hey guys." Like, that he one almost I can talks do. like Sloth. Oh, that guy, yeah. From Goonies. Sorry, princess. <laughs> that should be the only one I should ever do from this point on. Yes, I'm retiring um, every voice but the Englishman. Uh, <laughs> just saying. Uh, 
your Eddie Murphy as Donkey was just slightly racist. I, was I, little, I honestly did not intend for that. It to, was a wee it, bit zippity doodah splash mountain. That was like, not my intention at all. And I um, only when I seen your face did I realize the territory I might be on. I'm only going to stick to English characters from this point on. I apologize if I offended anyone. It was not my intention. It was I'm pretty sorry. good. Um, Pete is going to be all over you. It's. I'm sorry. It made my donkey. This is hilarious. Uh, so, <laughs> don't worry. This is actually better than the actual movie. <laughs> it really is. Um, <laughs> oh gosh. So anyway, uh, fart. Whatever his name is. Joseph Farquad. No. Um, Joseph Farquad. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Joseph. Thelonious. Thelonious abducts Fiona. For Lord Farquaad, <clears throat> and it starts on this chase versus the onion carrot, oh, or on, with the onion carriage. Yeah. So here's the first thing we need to say: when you walk into the theater, you notice that it's not a normal 3D theater. Um, you know, you're expecting theater seats, and these you can tell that the seats are definitely different because it looks like they're on a motorized base. And while that's because it is on a motorized base, that's part of where the 4D comes into this movie. So starting here... It's a little horrifying at first. Starting here with this chase, um, you know, you're moving, and a horse is galloping, yeah. and the, the blind mice horse are galloping too. So your seats start to gallop as well. And... I, I there are words will be hard to get out to describe the sound this feeling Imagine. and the sounds. Yeah, the sounds <laughs> are like a transformer has broken down and it's just it's like this like hinging noise with like air spraying like whoosh, 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 I would this, say like, this, this the sound and the motion can both be summed up by imagining that you've just put about 30 house bricks into a washing machine and then you've tried to like sit on it and hold it like a boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> is that? It's I, just, yeah. I yeah, think I've done it before, but it's it. like, <laughs> <laughs> like if if you have any ounce of body fat on you, yeah. it will be jiggling. You'll feel great about yourself. <laughs> you will feel terrible. It's yeah. it's terrible. So you're you're run, you're chasing and chasing and chasing, and you come up on Gingerbread's house, Ginger, because apparently he already escaped Lord Farquaad in that. I th think I stopped paying attention at the pre-show at that point. He's working on his house with his, his, uh, you know, icing. his icing. And, and this is where like, it, it just first gets to me. So, uh, Thelonious jumps over the house on the horse, but Shrek goes right through it. And, and Gingy is, ends up on Shrek's onion coach. And this is like the first bad joke that I just had to write down. Cause it was so, so awful. <laughs> He says, and I'm not going in the pitch, but I I, I want to though. I want to go in the pitch. I I, can't, I don't think I can what hit it. it. Yeah, I, I can't hit Gingy. Well, hey. Nothing can be worse than my impression so if far. I can so. draw buttons. Like yeah, I can't if get I can up there. Draw buttons. He says, I I hope you're insured because that house caused me a lot of dough. Oh, it was God. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. The line is what gets me. Yeah. It just, it was, no, it was bad. I cannot hit that register. That's like daytime television funny. Like, punch me in the nuts and I'll be able to get up to that <laughs> pitch maybe, but not this way. So, uh, expect, you brought a bag of cashews. Expect badness like that throughout this entire <laughs> thing. Um, 
So, yeah, so the, the chase eventually comes to a close as you jump over this cliff and you finally get like a moment of breath from your chair shaking uh, like it's getting ready to put you into a seizure. And that's when you find out that you're in a cemetery with Lord Farquaad in there Ooh. as a ghost. And um, essentially he brings a dragon statue to life to, to kill Shrek and Donkey. But fortunately, Donkey's dragon, dragon, ends up coming to save them. Um, and then this starts a barrage of fart jokes and Star Wars humor, um, which, you know, is pretty classic for Shrek. Farquaad's the force ghost. There's one one time when Shrek falls from real dragon onto stone dragon, and uh, stone dragon's about to blow fire on him, but Shrek farts, and it just kind of dissipates or something. It's... It's where you shake your head like, this is such a 90s joke. Like, who finds this funny still? And then eventually they go into this they go into this kind of canyon barrier, and it gets real close like you're going through the Death Star trenches. And, oh, you know, yeah. complete with, this is Red Dragon, we're going in. Sorry, Oliver, can you do that, please, in your uh, Scottish? This is Red, oh, this yeah. is Red Dragon, we're going in. Okay. That was and then, too Scottish. I was going to say, that was too good. You were almost Mike there. Myers wasn't. Yeah, it's they, like, they calm it down a little back bit. Back a little, yeah. And then he even says, stay on target. Stay on target. That's it's, too, you're still it's more, too good at it. Do you know it. what? It's more, um, it's more like uh, Meredith than it is. Yeah. Hey, my whole family, they don't think I can do it, but I can, you yeah. know? And then the, the, the change of fate. The Who'd worst part to me is when Dragon then spits fire. It's complete with that Star Wars laser sound coming out of it. Pew! <laughs> like literally, it's just complete. Whatever. Um, but that's what Shrek always does. All the movies are like that. So yeah, I know, but it's it's awful in this day and age now. So cut away to uh, Farquad now with Fiona. They're on top of like a waterfall area, and Fiona's all tied up. Well, Farquaad wants to cut the rope, and she falls over the waterfall, dies, and that way they can be together as ghosts, and he can be um, he can be king of the ghosts, I believe. Is sorry, king of the underworld is what he would be once he has his queen Fiona. Um, Shrek and Donkey come and uh, they they save everyone. Felonius, you think he fell to his death. He didn't. Um, instead, Dragon comes and saves them all. Uh, they, Dragon blows fire on Farquaad. He explodes into a bunch of Farquaad ghost heads and then those dissipate. And that's when it ends with Dragon dropping off, um, dropping off Shrek and Fiona at their honeymoon hotel where uh, that's where we finally get our I'm making waffles terrible joke um okay he does say the waffle thing he does say it i mean you have to i couldn't remember. remember if he did in the ride or not at this point in time this was essentially eddie eddie murphy's catchphrase i'm making waffles hey everyone was saying that back then at least for little kids i don't know about adults but you know this was like that that's a go-to thing um and they're excited to be alone but inevitably all the fairy tale creatures are there uh, including pinocchio where he Ends up having his nose I'm growing with a lot. I'm ladies' underpants. I'm all wearing ladies' underpants. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's the ride. I mean, really, we'll, we'll have a link to one of the uh, uh, the copyrighted videos that should not be on YouTube that's actually on there anyways. Uh, so you can watch it if you didn't want. <laughs> I should have mentioned that before we started this. It's going to save people 10 minutes easily. <laughs> Why don't you just tell people to Google it so we stay in the clear there? Hey, Google it. <laughs> Go on YouTube Google and search it. for it. You'll find Not it. Not going to be in the show notes. Um, and that ends it. You, end it. you exit out into a gift shop 
um, which actually, uh, it's Shrek's uh, Yield Souvenir Shop. It's actually got way too much Shrek merchandise than should actually ever exist. Plush dolls, T-shirts. One of the oh, wow. worst shirts I've ever seen in the world that I took a picture of Oliver next to yesterday. <laughs> that uh, He was wearing Shrek ears as a headband, and it was standing next to it. It was like Yield Bald Guy or something on it. Or I'm uh, the, sexy bald guy. I'm, I I'm a sexy bald guy, and then there was a women's shirt to go with it, saying "I'm with the sexy bald guy." Where's the picture? It's a uh, the picture. If you want Facebook. to see the photo of Disney me, Plugs. it's on yeah the doesn't plug Facebook. So, oh my gosh, just bad. And then if you continue outside, right across the street, there is a separate attraction um, called Donkey's Photo Finish that is the meet and greet area where you get to meet um, Princess Fiona, not, Sh- not ogre version of Princess Fiona, as well as Shrek and Donkey. And this is actually a really fun meet and greet. Donkey is always hilarious. He was making fun of us while we were standing there. Look, look at them paparazzi in the bushes. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty good. The, uh, the donkey's usually really good too. Yeah, it it like sounds like donkey. Oh yeah. And, um, he speaks different languages. Oh, I've seen because I've been there, and it, or at least one of them does because I ruined some magic. But yeah. um, but yeah. the donkey I saw it was either Brazilians or something went up, and he's just started talking to them, and I was That's like, "Cool, I am really impressed right now." Well, and uh, so just a quick tidbit. So let's say um, uh, parents with kids out there. Uh, little girls, maybe, who are looking for a princess character or something to meet. You're not at Disney. Still something to do. This is technically the the place in Universal where they can meet a princess, as meeting Princess Fiona. Might not know who she is. Might not be, uh, you know, the best princess in the world, but it is still a princess nonetheless. Um, and that is Trek as a whole, the whole experience. Um, so I don't think this part will take long. Thoughts on whether or not it should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's time to move on. <laughs> it's I, I, I don't think there was anything really about it that made it original. I, I mean, it was a nice ride to have for families to go on. So there's something for kids that isn't just like thrill rides that has motion and does the water effects that everybody loves. But it's just standard issue 3D attraction. So I don't think so. Um. I also do not think that it is worthy of any Hall of Fame out there, uh, nor is it something that should still be at Universal. In my opinion, it is way past its time, whereas I actually ended up, uh, it was on TBS, uh, Shrek 1, uh, a couple nights ago, and I just randomly watched like the last half an hour of it. I'm like, okay, this actually, this the is first still an entertaining okay. movie. Um, the second one's where it's at. I See, I... I wasn't as huge of a fan of the second one. I enjoyed the first one very much because it was that pleasant surprise. Like, wow, DreamWorks really, they, they can do something different. They can be, they can be entertaining and funny. And uh, so I, I, I actually enjoy the movie. It just didn't click with this attraction. Um, it, it's a bonus feature on the first DVD, and that's what it feels like in the park. It feels like a bonus feature with some mechanical chairs yeah. in it. Um, I personally, if you're going to keep that space dedicated to DreamWorks, I've said it on this show before, I'll say it again, please put something in with How to Train Your Dragon. Well, um, now that they own DreamWorks, I'm assuming that there's going to be some sort of push to make like an area dedicated to franchises like How to Train Your Dragon. You know they're making another Shrek movies. They've talked yeah, about it. No, I, I, and, and um, you know, Madagascar, Panda. All that stuff. I just, I would love to see How to Train Your Dragon. And I feel like 3D 
is the best way to handle that. As, you know, as much as I would love to see dark rides, we've even talked about that in the past before. I think say, save the the dark rides for Leica attractions that we will never see any day in the future because no one gave Kubo and the two strings a chance. Shame on you people. And there's people like Oliver who saw it and thought it was stupid. Hey, at least I gave it a chance, though, didn't I? Uh, that's a good point. He did give it a chance. <laughs> um, but, like... How to Train Your Dragon, just that should be a 3D flying adventure of some oh, yeah. sort. That would be awesome. I would love to see it. Heck, I, I would even love to see it matched up with like uh, Forbidden Journey type mm. of an attraction style, but yeah. obviously it would lose the demographic of, of young children with that. Point is, it's time to go. Oliver? Um, I like Shrek. Shrek's a huge, huge uh, franchise that I love to bits. I've, you know, seen all of the films multiple times. The attraction is such a letdown. The video itself isn't... It's not that it's not entertaining. The, the actual video is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, the actual movie. It's the ride system and how well it's executed. So... You've got to remember that we've, like, especially just lately, I've been riding a lot of these motion simulator type attractions with um, uh, Despicable Me. Yeah. And Despicable Me, which was originally, you know, Jimmy Neutron, that's not a young attraction. That's, you know, it's on the older side. But the 3D on that holds up. The 3D on this does not. The sad truth is 3D TVs have better 3D than this. And you're paying that e-ticket price to get into a... A theme park, yeah, not anymore. But it, you're paying that three, you know, that e-ticket price, that sorry, that high ticket price to get into a theme park to come and see something that's less quality than you might be able to get at home. And the seating that moves is just terrible. I'm sure that it's through a lot of people's backs out if you suffer with back conditions. So, yeah, I just it's it's not an impressive attraction. And personally, I would love to see them use that space for. Uh, an all-year-round house like we see at Halloween Horror Nights because, you know, now I've seen that they can do that. That is exactly what I want. I want if, I want Krampus to stay. If that was an option, I would love that too. Yep. Um, I, I do disagree, though. I think the video is bad. I, I don't... It's, it does not hold up. And I, I guess... See, and this is the bad part, is, like, I said I liked Shrek when I watched it, and it still holds up. A lot of what Shrek did, though, was tried to bring in that pop culture humor. Um, and... You know, while it was funny at the time, you know, even in this 3D attraction, Fiona does a Matrix moment at one point. Yeah. All of those things, while I know they were funny at the time with the movie, and it still kind of works, but it's because we grew up in that time. I I don't know how a smaller kid would react seeing that now and not knowing all those references over and over and over again. Because they're not subtle references at all. They are very specific references. Yeah. Um. So it's just, it, to me, even though the movie might not have aged well, I think there's still enjoyment in it. But this 3D movie, there's there's too many pop culture moments, even in this movie alone, that just take it totally out. So we all agree, it is in no way ever worthy of being in any Universal Hall of Fame. Correct? Correct. Yep. Correct. Awesome. Well, we will leave the voting up to you, as we always do, uh, over at disboards.com. Um, you know, if you go to the Diz Unplugged podcast section, we'll have the voting up at some point, basically when I feel like it, um, unless someone else wants to make it. 
I'm always game on that, but we'll get that up later. You need a cricket sound. In the day. Cricket, cricket, <laughs> cricket, cricket. Uh, and you will be able to vote on whether or not it is, because while we are able to share our opinions on it, we always ultimately leave it up to you. And when we're finished and done with it one day, maybe I will have five minutes to sit down and actually make a button to say these are Hall of Fame attractions. So that way people know uh, the, it's the people's voice, man. It is the people's voice. The people. The people. For you, the people. <laughs> okay. I don't know what you were doing. Yeah, that, was, uh, that was Bane from... No, oh, that okay. was not. That okay. sounded like a water princess or something. Like yeah, some, was, some sort of animated fish movie. It sounded like... Um, it sounded like the... Uh, who's the guy from Fesh Off the Boat that played Kim Jong-un in uh, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. interview? That's what it sounded like. Um, Do it again. <laughs> No, no, it's not. No. <laughs> it's funny because your mom, your mom says you love doing voices. <laughs> oh. Jane, uh, so we'll let you vote on it. You can tell us, and of course, if you can't find where that link's going to be, you can check in the show notes. Uh, that's where uh, we have everything involved with the Universal Show and all the other shows on the Dis Unplugged Podcast Network. It's where you'll find links to social media for us on Facebook, Twitter, this, that, and the other. Uh, make sure you're following us. We're uh, we're finally stepping up our game on it, posting more and more and more and more. So you're going to want to be along for the ride. Uh, remember, we're still accepting uh, we're still accepting video contributors too for Universal specifically right now. So please, if you're interested at all, if you think you have the chops, what it takes to get your videos posted on the Diz YouTube channel, please uh, send us in a submission. We we we've got some good ones already, but we want more, more, more. Uh, so please do that. You'll also find links to Patreon on there if you want to help support the Diz in any ways. The Diz Unplugged, you'll get some exclusive content uh, that Rhino and Oliver are doing a fantastic job putting out there for you. So um, please check out all of that stuff. Of course, you can find it again at DizUnplugged.com. Uh, Make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes and YouTube. And make sure you're leaving comments, feedback. You know, it's it's always fun reading them. Sometimes it's infuriating, but it's always fun. Uh, <laughs> you said that yeah, last time. Always fun getting worked up. <laughs> oh, it's always fun getting worked up and having my heart rate elevate. But no, guys, at the end of the day, all I have to do is say thank you so much. It's fun doing this every week for you. And uh, next week's going to be exciting. Rhino and I are going to be bringing you our coverage from a celebration of Harry Potter. So uh, <laughs> at least we know what that show is going to be about now. <laughs> One less thing off my uh, checklist of what to do. So thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, too, and the room. This was a lot of fun. We will be back with you next week. We just ran out again. Time for you, uh, the resolutions. I apologize. But we will be back with you next week for uh, the next edition of the Disney Plug Universal Edition. Same edition a lot. Okay, I'm just going to go by. Bye.